Hello you seekers, explorers and renegades out there, welcome to another episode of the Alchemy Experience Podcast. I'm your host, Christopher Lemke. We're releasing this episode on uh, Christmas Eve and it is the time and the season for giving and charity, so it'd be apt to have a discussion about giving. In terms of mindfulness, there's a lot more to giving than just handing something over, saying, here you go, happy Christmas, and uh, move on. There is uh, a lot of uh, aspects to consider, like our motivations, expectations, levels of gratitude, ability to receive, and so forth. Giving without that emotional connection could end up being quite empty and uh, uh, meaningless, as it were. As we move through this discussion, also uh, discover and understand why giving and receiving and the skills in either or both uh, are instrumental in our ability to manifest what we desire to experience in our lives as well. Like most things in mindfulness, these all threads in the same tapestry that we weave then becomes our own experiences and our lives. For now, let's move into the episode and uh, listen to the discussion and the presentation on giving. Enjoy! Today's quote comes from Anne Frank, the diary of uh, Anne Frank. No one has ever become poor by giving. I bet that's sinking a little bit with the holidays coming up. What does she mean by that? No one has ever been, become poor by giving. And uh, as we go into the different types of giving, uh, uh, I'll give it away for you. So uh, when we look at the different types of giving, of course, during Christmas, most people relate this, or during the holidays, most people relate relate this to material things. So toys for the kids, uh, computer games for the teenagers, what have you. Well, I think most kids take electronics these days. Um, Jewelry for the wife, uh, you know, Tie for the father. <laughs> it's something material, something tangible, something that has been manufactured or uh, you know produced as a, a tangible item. Or of course, you can uh, you know quite popular now to give away experiences. Or uh, heard on the radio today there are all these different types of uh, food subscriptions that you can give away, whether that being uh, sus- subscribing to sausages for a year or vegan cheeses or yeah there's loads of (laughs) different things but most of the time we're talking about tangible uh, things that you buy for money and then you give it to someone else Um, some of the other things i came up with when i was kind of thinking about this uh, you can give people space uh, either geographical or mental so you give them space to you know might be that your partner says they need some space you go for a walk yourself and uh, give them space that's a form of giving isn't it Uh, time giving away your time Uh, experience uh, or expertise knowledge and skills this is something that i think a lot of this this uh, discussion group here at least uh, have done on occasion with you know whether what professions you're in, uh, whether that being uh, psychotherapy or uh, healing or whatever it might be. Um, You can also give away your energy. So uh, in terms of, uh, it could be, you know, 
uh, second or well, next uh, item I have is healing as well, but you know, energy in terms of healing, uh, that kind of goes into uh, a skill, but also uh, into the healing aspect of things. But also giving away your energy in terms of uh, sitting with someone who's having a hard time, right? sharing their space you you give your energy to that space to hold that space for them um so that's all part of giving isn't it now during um i know during the holidays there are quite a few people that go out and help out in soup kitchens and uh, different uh, homeless shelters and uh, old age communities and so forth uh you know giving away their time and then, of course, you know, people oftentimes here in the UK anyway, uh, the supermarkets will have a box as you uh, go or leave the, the uh, checkouts where they have uh, collections, uh, food collections. So you put a tin of something in there and or non-perishables uh, usually or dried. Um, so there, there are different ways of kind of engaging with that. Um, I mean, one thing that I've I used to do when I was still working in an office, there the, the used to be this, this homeless guy outside the shop where I would go and uh, buy my lunch. So every day I would go in and get my lunch, and then I would typically buy, uh, you know, some something extra, a sandwich or a fruit cup or something like that, um, and uh, uh, give it to this guy when I came out. Now, when I started doing this, I would kind of just give it to him and <laughs> carry it on. Um, but then I started engaging with them and I realized that that connection, that was equally valuable as the, the, the food I was giving him. Because, you know, he felt seen, he felt that, you know, someone cared about him as a person. Uh, and that, that was a very interesting experience for me, um, noticing the difference between the, the emotional giving as opposed to the material giving. Uh, so that, to me, that was uh, very interesting. And I, I suppose for me personally, I've never been very good at receiving gifts uh, or receiving compliments or receiving. So I, I'm definitely... <laughs> Uh, much better at uh, giving of uh, or giving away uh, gifts or space or time or whatever it may be, but not so good at receiving it. Um, and I, I think that's uh, a lot of people are the same way. Sure, um, a lot of what you said, Christopher, <clears throat> I I agree with and do similar things. One of the most important things for me is to. Uh, stay out of judgment and expectations with people and to not form any opinions and to see them as a golden Buddha, so to speak, in their perfection. So that's mirroring back to them perfection instead of looking at them as if there's something wrong or there's a lack. <clears throat> so I think those are really valuable startup things. Mm -hmm. And then the next part is to, um, I ask myself, 
what's best for this situation that I can contribute. Sorry, it's noisy here walking. That's um, right. And then I'll ask a person, what can I do to help or pitch in? And then uh, Saturday, a few of us went to a homestead place and help them take down part of a barn. <clears throat> and tomorrow I'm going to do some volunteer painting on canvas at a museum. And today I'm going to paint a fence for our co-housing community. So there's lots of little, little things. Excellent. Thank you for sharing, Cara. Um, yeah. And it's, <laughs> another thing I've, I've kind of uh, discovered in my, in my own experiences with giving as well is uh, so I, I have these different monthly sponsorships. Uh, there's a, uh, a boy in uh, Lebanon, uh, orphan that I sponsor on a monthly basis. Now, that's, you know, I'm, I'm sure he appreciates that a lot. Uh, but for me, I'm, since that's just kind of coming out of my account every month, I don't have the emotional connection to it. Uh, granted, you know, I get letters for four times a year and all that with um, kind of descriptions on how well he's doing and how he's doing in school and uh, you know those live uh, or doing well and you know the pictures of him at school and all this good stuff which is lovely but it's not the same connection as if you can go out into the community and connect with someone directly um, now my money is doing very well and I'm happy to do that. But I also feel that doing that community effort is, is quite valuable, uh, both for me as someone who's giving, uh, giving something to the community, as well as for the people that uh, are in the community, because you get that, the personal connection and it's that emotional connection. You, you build that empathy with uh, people in your uh, around you that you, you can encounter uh, physically as it were. So I think that that's something that's important to me anyway. So many, many moons ago, I was uh, suffering depression at home and I was on medication and uh, seeing psychologists and all that kind of uh, hoo-ha. And uh, I'd grown up in a family where we had done lots of volunteer work on weekends through churches, food halls and things like that. And I realised that when my... Uh, my mental state was about all about me and feeling sorry for myself and had lost, I guess, touch with the world around me because I was in a very dark spot and not going out socially. Um, and I thought, what would, you know, what would actually make me feel better? And in actual fact, it was, I thought back to the, what I, what I actually enjoyed doing and what we did as a family. And uh, I did it for other reasons as well, but uh, I started, I went down to, did some research and found a local men's shelter and went and started doing volunteer work down there on weekends for a few hours in the food, food hall there. And I found it a very, very powerful experience in the fact that it actually shift, shifted my mental, my uh, mentality away from myself. And in giving, I found that uh, of my time is that I found that... Um, that uh, a lot of the people in the situation that I was serving were actually in, a, in, in a mental disability themselves and were in dark places themselves. And through 
through this exercise, I guess I found some amazing souls, some artists, some poets, some also amazing people who I necessarily would have had contact with. Um, and it led on to other things as well, trying to reconnect with my father. And um, so out of, out of, out of, for selfish reasons, <laughs> I guess um, in giving, I actually uh, was able to give back to the community, but also received a lot in, in, in a way that I didn't expect. Um, and it was also a wonderful experience because I'd walk through the city on a Saturday night with my friends and a lot of the homeless men that I'd walk past would actually know my name and yell out and say, hi, Cameron, how are you doing? And, you know, offer me their bottles of whiskey or whatever. And my friends are like, how do you know these people? I'm like, well, I'm serving, you know, I'm going to serve them tomorrow morning. I'm going to catch up with them tomorrow morning. Um, so, yeah, it's just, uh, I, th I think uh, giving giving of time uh, is, is can be a very, very valuable thing. Um, for yourself you know because you are setting aside time for other people and sharing sharing yourself with with the community around you um so yeah that's i guess that's my experience in in giving fantastic cameron thank you for sharing that and uh yeah it's i had a discussion with a friend of mine several years ago uh before i was kind of uh doing this kind of work um and i post the comment to him that there is no uh, selfless giving or selfless charity because whenever you give something you if you feel good about it then there is that that uh, kind of reward for yourself it's not to say that you know if you if you're being charitable that you're being uh, selfish that that wasn't what i was trying to say it was it's more that and uh, you're touching on that uh, or you mentioned that cameron and it's i think it's quite uh, appropriate to understand that it's okay to feel good about it it's okay to feel good about giving it's and to have that satisfaction of being able to do something for someone else because it is that connection with someone else that then allow or awakens something within you uh, that level of empathy uh, and connection with someone else yeah i think my process but part of the process of my thinking was when was what what could i do that would make myself feel good and that was a selfish uh, in, a, in a selfish way but mm. i was so in such a dark place that i was looking for any anything to get me out of that to make myself feel something good about myself so i was looking for things that would you know and, and out of that you know um it, my perception of why i did it actually changed as well because it, it, it kind of morphed into me actually really not giving to myself at all it, it started off as as my motivation i guess mm. and at least i was honest i to me Part of uh, that was my honesty to myself and to the people yeah. why I was doing it. Because people were like, oh, why are you doing charity work on a, on, a, on a Sunday, you know? Why, why, you know, why are you not coming out with us? And I, my answer was because I need to be, I need to feel good about I need to be self, I need to feel something good about I need to feel something, some emotion. Because um, I wasn't getting emotion from anywhere else. I was dead. And so by giving, I actually, it, it, by, by being sort of selfish and thinking, okay, I'm doing something good for other people, I actually grew in myself of it actually planted a seed of of something good which grew and ultimately shifted my, my perspective then wasn't actually I was doing something for myself at all it just morphed into part of my life and part of just giving instead of actually wanting to receive anything so if I think from selfish from selfish beginnings 
bloomed into something that where it was completely about giving, not actually take, not actually about the receiving at all. And I think it's I sort of surrendered to the idea of of giving without receiving from where it was where I was started off with thinking if I give I will receive. Yeah. Well, and that, that's I suppose that is one of the the aspects the unconditional giving that if you if you have a lot of money and you give money to a university for example without getting having any recognition of it as opposed to having the lib- new library uh, named after you um, there there is a slight difference in that type of giving uh, you know one neither bad nor good i mean it's <laughs> they're just different uh, ways of doing it um, so that's why we have so many carnegie halls and uh, what have you around the world right um but uh so yeah there is the the aspect of uh, uncondi- uh, unconditionality uh, to the giving as well that we can uh, we'll go into a bit later wanted to touch a little bit on, on the uh, psychology of giving and where we kind of where the research is and uh a lot of this research comes out of positive psychology, uh, which was popularized by uh, Martin Seligman, uh, who was active at the uh, University of Pennsylvania. Um, but all the two other professors that were, or psych- uh, psychology professors that were uh, very uh, prominent in uh, the research area of uh, gratitude um, uh, or of uh, giving is uh, Robert Emmons of the University of California and Michael uh, McAuliffe uh, from the University of Miami. Miami. Um, and what they see in these, uh, these different uh, studies they've done is that if you kind of engage in charity if you engage in giving it actually improves your mental health like cam was touching on there uh, it is and it helps to connect you with others and that also then there are a lot of different reasons why giving is uh, so effective as a mental health treatment if you like um, and uh, one of them as i uh, mentioned couple of times already is that connection with someone else and it is uh, allowing yourself to build on or expand your emotional intelligence as well and as you expand on your uh, the only way to expand on your emotional intelligence is to feel emotions yourself um, and it's always if if you ha- are in a situation where you've felt numb like cam was describing here uh, feeling good feelings is a good start you don't want to necessarily start out with the heavy uh, negative feelings. It's a, it's better to start out with the <laughs> good feelings that make you feel good. Um, but it's important that we, we kind of go through them all. And uh, of course, if you are working with homeless people, you are going to feel a lot of those uh, kind of hurtful feelings as well. But it is important that we do that uh, as a process of expanding our emotional intelligence, because then uh, we also become more empathetic. Because empathy is where you can recognize the emotions in someone else within yourself. And if you don't know the emotion that someone else is feeling, you can't be empathetic. You, you can be sympathetic, but 
you're not going to uh, have that empathy for them. Uh, so again, uh, it is that connection with someone else. So if you can connect to someone else's experience, uh, that then uh, builds up your mental resilience and uh, ability to recognize others for what they are without judgment. There is that, so to speak, the, the mental health aspect of uh, giving that has been well researched. But also a major aspect of, of this process is uh, gratitude. So gratitude practice, uh, whether you're on the receiving end or the giving end, so if you're on the giving end, as it were, having gratitude for being able to give, having gratitude for being able to, uh, having the money to share with someone else or having the time to share with someone else. Right, um, and that gratitude process uh, is very important, and that has uh, featured in all of these uh, studies they've done uh, as an important uh, aspect. They have also done studies in t uh, between the giving and receiving, and people are more uh, actually gain more from giving than from receiving. Mentally, it's, it's uh, more cathartic to give than to receive. And I don't know if that's necessarily um, because the act of receiving is uh, not as, you don't connect in the same way, or it's purely because we are not very good at receiving from others, receiving charity. Because um, a lot of people can you know, feel shameful or guilty or the, all of those emotions that come up as well. Um, of course, if you're in dire straits and where you have no other option, uh, I, I think, and Cam, perhaps you can uh, share your experience there. Uh, I think you're less likely to feel guilty uh, and shameful for receiving um, and more uh, feel more gratitude uh, towards the person giving as were. Uh, I think one of one of the studies I read about was the one where the people were given five dollars a week. Uh, so one group was uh, given five dollars a week to spend on whatever they wanted. Uh, one group was given five dollars to uh, give away. They had to give it away in some charitable thing every week, uh, and one group had to buy something for themselves. They had to spend it on themselves. Now, not, not surprisingly, the value of the $5 and in terms of the happiness it gave for the people that had to spend it on themselves went down, continued to go down as the weeks progressed. The people that had to give it away, happiness stayed same and increased. And the, the uh, control group that could do whatever they wanted, uh, they were, uh, they, they kind of also tapered off because uh, they just spent the money. Uh, so there was, uh, but they could see the distinction between the groups that had to spend it on themselves and for the ones that had to give it away. The ones that had to give it away valued the $5 more than the ones that had spent it on themselves. Because at the end of the day, they, they felt, oh, it's, $5, oh, well, I'm going to spend it on myself. I'll buy a cup of coffee. 
at least if you go to Starbucks. Um, go to a cafe and you can buy a few cups of coffee. I just think a lot of this stuff, though, having to do with giving and looking at that is that it oftentimes triggers other people's stuff. And that's the that's the difficult thing. I think a lot of people stop giving because of the fact that it triggers other people's stuff. So mm -hmm. I know that in high school, I used to do charity work with my church and we used to go to the mental institution to work with children and we would play baseball with them and things like that. And we would be considered like volunteer angels where I had a little seven-year-old boy who was a twin and his father had come home one day and basically with a shotgun and he hid underneath the porch and he basically shot his mom, dad, twin sister and his other siblings and he was hiding underneath this porch for three days shivering until they finally found him and then they placed him in a mental institution and that little boy basically I would go every month we'd go see them we play baseball it was a whole group of us it was great but unfortunately he developed this unhealthy attachment thinking that somehow I was his rescuer or his savior because of the time and care that I was giving to him because the people that worked at the mental institution were totally ignoring them and they didn't get any you know, they were pretty much, it was very institutionalized. So I got a call that, um, you know, from the police department that this little boy was looking for me. He left the mental institution and he was wandering around in the town looking for me to see where I was. And, and he didn't have my address, but it's like, I think for a lot of people, it gets to a point of where what you're doing for other people oftentimes will trigger somebody's other stuff. And I know that's a very extreme, ex uh, you know, example, but it's something that happened to me personally. So that's why I'm sharing it. But it's still in the sense of where, you know, I know other people have shared about the fact that when they come into wealth or they come into a different space, they want to gift their, you know, their relatives and the other people out of their abundance. And they want to say, hey, you know what, I know your kids need computers or I know your kids need this or they like this. And, you know, I'd love to buy your kid a bike or I'd love to buy them a this. But then a lot of people become resentful because of the fact that, oh, well, look at you thinking that you're all fancy, giving us these fancy things and blah, blah, blah. And I can't reciprocate. So then it triggers all of these other kind of things and other people, too. So I think that's the part about where if it's just giving from the heart and you know that basically the hope is that you will be able to give from the heart and that you will receive somewhere in the universe that will maybe not be, you know, equal or something like that. That's the reciprocity of giving that I think turns in this beautiful circle of reciprocity, but it's still, it's a shame that a lot of times it turns into this, you know, like triggering other people's stuff about like, well, I can't afford this and I can't give you this. And then there's obligation. And then there's all sorts of things that happen with that of customary traditions and, and, you know, different cultures about, you know, buying things for weddings and dowries and, you know, you owe this and you owe that. So it is an interesting thing. And I, I think coming from a perspective of universal giving I think if we all came from the perspective of we're giving from the heart and then hoping that, you know, it will all come back to us in the most beautiful way in that circle, that's the best thing. But I think that when it becomes calculated of where, oh, I'm giving to this charity because of this, or, you know, you see a lot of high society people that do charities for certain things, but it's, you know, to have a five-star, you know, black tie event, as opposed to really being in with the children who have whatever, you know, issue that they're trying to support. So there are a lot of things of where it becomes kind of posturing and, and virtue signaling as opposed to coming from the heart. And I think when it comes from the heart, that really is the most important thing. And then not having the other person go into their own trigger modes about what just happened because somebody just gifted them something, but really taking it in and saying, okay, wow, I'm deserving and I'm worthy of this. And then allowing that to be from there. And then they can act from that perspective, not from their wounding. Yeah. Uh, there are, 
a lot of those things to consider and uh, reflect on as uh, as you say if you come into a lot of money all of a sudden and uh, you know if you sharing with someone who's not making that much money perhaps that will trigger you know this sense of um shame that they can't do that for them their own kids or what have you um so yeah it is it can be triggering to receive or to uh, be shared with as were um yeah i just wanted to um carry on what barbie was saying about uh not being or feeling worthy to receive there's so many people as everybody has already mentioned that you 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 know when you give them charity that they don't uh, they don't appreciate or feel the same way than you do. And it's very difficult to help somebody when they kind of like snap it from you or whatever. And they just um, assume that, okay, you're just giving it because it makes you feel good. Well, the thing is, everybody knows that when you do the giving, it's actually you who feel good. And it's so difficult to try to try to turn it around such a way that the receiver would feel that same kind of elation of receiving than, uh, than when you give something. And that is kind of hard thing. So I found that when I do uh, energy work, healing and clearings, I actually see that the receiver, especially when I don't charge anything, when I do it free and I see the receiver getting that energy and they are elated, they are happy. And it doesn't feel like charity. It's not, I don't do it for charity. I do it because it feels right. But then when I do it and I see the reaction, why is it that we can get people who are receiving uh, because they deserve to receive, uh, they are worthy to receive, as Papi say, to actually be open and actually get the same elation. And Christopher, you were very right about that, that most of us have um, you know, been taught that receiving is bad, at least in Scandinavia. I tell you, when I was a child, it was a bad thing to receive a gift. And, and I remember how many, I don't know even how many times I was given a gift and two, three days later, it was taken away from me because, you know, we didn't mean to just have it just one day, your birthday, we wanted you to feel happy about it. But then it was yanked away. And it kind of always made you feel like, hey, I'm not really, uh, I'm not worthy of this present or whatever the energy was. But it was also like, I remember somebody, like a friend giving me a, a, a dress for my doll and my mother said, you had to go and return it. I said, but I gave her something in return. And even that was a considered kind of bad behavior. So that is a fundamental problem, I think, with people when they feel that, you know, they are receiving something from somebody and they had nothing to give back. But the fact that they are receiving it and if they can receive it with, with just, knowing that they are worthy to receive it, I think that's a plenty enough. But to see, let people see that is harder than, um, the, harder to do than, uh, I don't know, anything else I know. So. <laughs> well, don't, don't you think that could uh, relate to like the core wounding aspects of not being worthy and uh, perhaps, you know, being told that, oh, you, you should be grateful that someone gave you that. Uh, kind of being told that how to feel about something, right? Yes, and absolutely. And the thing is very much a core wound. 
this is a core wound that goes, um, I think, very, very deep. And with my, uh, when I'm doing assessments for people, it often goes to very early childhood or somewhere in a family, or it doesn't matter where it goes, but it's, it's kind of like a, um, almost feels like a metal band around people that they, they've been forced to, to fit in this model that you, this is what you're supposed to have. You can never step outside, outside this mold we put you in. You are never allowed to receive it. You're never worthy. But the thing is, everybody really is worthy. We are all part of the same energy. We are all part of the same. Everybody needs to support each other so that we can all expand from that energy and learn to receive and, and be grateful about it. There's so much to it. Um, and it's this, this subject, could, we could talk about this for days, I'm sure. <laughs> but there's so much for us to learn as humans about receiving. And the thing is, we don't really realize even how much we are receiving from each other. Even just like somebody say, hello, how are you doing this morning? There's mm -hmm. somebody acknowledges that you exist like you did with that that gentleman outside the coffee shop, you acknowledged him and it changed his way of being. And same like Cameron was talking about the homeless people who were, were recognizing him. Hey, you know, how are you doing Cameron? And, and he knew all these people. It's very important that people feel that they are part of the whole. So, um, but yeah, whole wound is definitely a major issue in this one. Yeah. And I, I think it's, it goes back to teaching our children to receive gracefully. Very good point. Yes. Right. Which we were never thought. <laughs> oh, God, no. <laughs> no, it's like, be grateful. Um, okay. Uh, how do I do that? So we're being told what to feel and how to do it, or how to feel, uh, but not necessarily taught uh, what that feeling is or uh, to receive grace gracefully and with, with the appreciation. And um, I think we're, we're far better uh condition and trained to uh, give rather than to receive um which is interesting uh, but it, it is part of that uh, at least you know in the culture where i grew up in sweden uh, i'm sure it's uh, different in finland as well but it's that uh, the custom of uh, inviting someone into your home and being a gracious host that is ingrained in us very early. You know, if someone walks in, you want a cup of coffee. In England, shall I put the kettle on? Um, you want a cup of dub. Um, so there are, you know, uh, the, the act of being a gracious host, then that allows us to then become better at giving than perhaps receiving. So um, so it's just an interesting dichotomy in, the, in that. And uh, Barbara, you were talking before about... Uh, triggering someone else's stuff um and the you know having these big charity gala events where people pay fifty thousand dollars per ticket or something like that uh, but you are detached from the subject of the charity um, and i suppose that's the same thing that i'm doing uh, with uh giving money to this boy in uh, in lebanon uh, every month you know, I'm totally detached from it, but I'm sure he he's quite happy to receive that contribution so that he can go to school and he can have food three times a day and so forth. Uh, so I think any type of giving is good, but in order to benefit from it as the receiver and the giver, then 
that interaction of uh, kind of connecting needs to be there to have that uh, to gain the the emotional benefit from it the the emotional connection needs to be there and then that personal interaction is necessary i think that's why i feel about it anyway um did anyone see the movie about schmidt with jack nicholson and kathy bates yes do you remember the whole entire thing was about the fact that um, Jack Nicholson was sponsoring a child in Africa and he was able to manage all of his own issues in the first world by talking about, you know, it was dear, I don't know what his name was, Uduko or something like that, yeah. but it was that whole entire thing of where he couldn't figure out his life in the US, but then by, by having this conversation back and forth with the child who wasn't even aware of him was like, so that's just funny, brought that up. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if, I'm, I don't want to put a judgment or a, a value proposition to any type of giving, uh, because if someone is sharing something, then someone benefits from it. Now, unfortunately, we have a lot of charitable organizations that are charging 60% of the, uh, the contributions in administration fees and all of that. Uh, and that's a totally different uh, uh, discussion, I suppose. But the... If, you know, it, I suppose, yeah, it becomes different levels of self, of, uh, kind of self-benefit. Any type of giving that you do is going to be self-beneficial to a certain uh, extent. Uh, but then it could also be that alleviation of guilt. So if I give something give money to some sort of organization, then I can continue living the way I live. Uh, it's kind of that, uh, you know, not going to pick on any, any particular religion, but, you know, giving, uh, doing confessions uh, once a week, right? Uh, so if, if you do that, then you're absolved of any sins, and then you can continue living your life. And it's, you know, that's where... That's a journey in itself, you know, giving to absolve of your own guilt. That's a, you know, a journey in itself. And it's part of learning about ourselves or in that case, for those who do um, charitable actions to alleviate their own guilt. If they can then gain understanding about their own process and their own path, then that is a benefit to all of them itself, right? But yeah, it's, it is different spectrums on uh, why people give, right? So the, the, the whole uh, discussion of giving versus, versus receiving, where, you know, giving has been proven to be, uh, or being the giver is more beneficial than being the receiver in terms of the mental uh, mental health aspect of it. But again, as I said before, whether that is because of our upbringing and that we are not very good at receiving, uh, that I don't know, and the, the research doesn't show that. I was thinking about that that sensation that we we have we all have when we give. Right, and I think it's it's a natural thing. It's part of a, uh, of I think it's it's is there f 
for a purpose for us to keep looking for each other it's like uh that's why i believe it's a natural thing it's not something that we uh it's like eating right when you eat you feel pleasure right so i i believe it's the same thing if we give we feel good in that way we can keep on doing it you know it's a natural state uh for us to motivate ourselves to keep doing it and and i think that's part of the natural thing right and i do believe that it gets the best when it's genuine right mm -hmm. it is it it gets to the best point when it's a genuine thing because i can see that i'm a teacher so i have received lots lots of different gifts during my whole life as a teacher from the most awkward things to the people would say that it's ugly but for me it was beautiful wonderful a rock a piece of dirt you have no idea right and the way that this kid, right, would even even teenagers, because I work with teenagers, would give that to me. The way that he did it just made my whole day. Mm. So the genuinity, yeah, I don't know if that's a word, but it is that, that thing, <laughs> that thing, that that love that also Barbie was talking about, it is it is it is felt, right? But still, the person who is receiving it must be open. That's why, you know, I remember one time a kid said, gave me a, a picture, you know, and I don't know, maybe it was the moment I was very touched by it, by, by the picture, because it was, you know, completely random. And, and this kid said, please don't throw it away. And I asked him, why would I do that? right look at this and i show him the picture and my interpretation of the picture and 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 he said because i have given my mom pictures and she throws them away right so imagine so it, it's it's a also a thing that we have to work on when we receive things when we receive things how do we receive them mm -hmm. be open that we are receiving as well sometimes we are not conscious that someone gave us a smile and that is a gift as well that is a gift so uh i think that has a lot to do with how we see gratitude as well if we're not open to receive we will never be grateful for all that we receive and we receive so many things during the day so many things even a smile i, I there was a, a homeless person that would pass here uh, pass by he cannot talk and he likes to walk he walks hours and hours so he would always stop we cannot see him because there is a wall there but somehow we felt that he was there my mom and i and we would go out we put some milk he likes milk and um, we would give it to him and he would sit down and he was just he would smile because he cannot talk right and then he would keep on going so things like that it's not you know it's 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 focusing on that on 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 how we feel right mm -hmm. it, it, transmitting that is sharing giving yourself that's it it's giving yourself with whatever you're giving giving yourself with whatever you're giving that's 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 how i i i see it is sometimes it's very hard because we're busy here 
in our minds and we don't get that all the time so i'm sorry for all the kids that i have never received their gifts with love but yes thank you thank you yeah it's the that goes into the what energy do you load into the the act of giving so are you giving out of obligation or are you giving out of uh, thoughtfulness right so i'm sure as a teacher if you get a starbucks gift card it's it's more like oh perhaps there wasn't that much thought put into it you still appreciate it but someone who spends some time perhaps someone a kid who writes you a poem or write uh, draws a painting or something like that or uh, you know you, <laughs> as you say they they might be f- from a different country and they take a jar of dirt from their home country and bring that to you there's thought behind it right and then, i mean we do say it's the thought that counts right because if there's no thought behind it what energy uh, is in the give aspect or in the process of giving right so you it's going from yes i can appreciate this because it it has quote unquote value to me or i love this because there was so much thought behind it or so much energy uh, behind it right i have even received grass <laughs> a kid told me i saw this and i thought about you <laughs> <laughs> yeah well but that again that i thought about you right it's also in in the thought process of, of giving is actually also giving in the fact like in that you don't have an expected response um for example you know you might buy flowers for someone and with you giving the, the idea of giving the flowers with love and uh, whatever meaning you have behind it but when you give the flowers they burst into tears and you're like hang on that's not the emotion i was trying to 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 get from you so you've also got to be ready for the emotion that the giving is not actually what the person's response is going to be is not necessarily what you're looking for that as once again you're coming from giving from a place of from your heart but mm-hmm. you that uh, you don't feel rejected when it's not the response that you wanted or the or the uh maybe the message you're trying when you're giving is is there you know well and that i think that's one if we attach ourselves to an outcome then we are not giving from our heart then we're giving from uh more a calculated perspective um you know i i am giving these flowers because i want to show my love so i want love in return right as or, you know as opposed to as barbie was talking about before triggering something within someone else you know mm-hmm. perhaps the only time someone has received flowers might be when someone passes away you know so their connectation with receiving flowers is that someone's died so yeah then you're going to trigger that right uh yeah, and, sure. and if you uh, if we as individuals then have emotions coming up related to the outcome not being what we expected uh, then we need to reflect on that you know what what is it that triggered me um to react this way right what what and then go deeper into that and see where that that kind of emotion comes from uh, which typically goes back to you know uh traumatic experience later in life or even you know from the time when we were children you know uh, 
Um, and that, again, also goes, uh, goes into the process of receiving gifts or receiving charity from others. You know, with what energy do we receive it? Do we receive it as uh, being shameful for not being able to do that for ourselves? Uh, or are we grateful for someone else having the, uh, you know, being able to do that for us? You know, what, how, how do we react to it? And this is where, the, as we come into a whole holiday that is uh, full of giving, receiving, uh, abundance for a lot, uh, and uh, there are people that don't have that abundance. So the holidays can be really difficult for uh, for a lot of people that, especially when children's children look at others, oh, they get that, we don't have that. And then parents go into that feeling of shame and guilt that they can't provide for their family, right? So it's it, it's even though there are many beautiful moments in, in the holidays, I'm, I'm sure there are a lot of uh, families that are challenged as well. But I think if you can, if we can all kind of look at that uh, from our own perspective, how we engage with that, you know, I, I d certainly don't try to shower my children with too many things and gifts and what have you. And uh, I have a younger daughter who's uh, absolutely obsessed with fashion. Uh, she's 11 years old and <laughs> you know, she wants everything under the sun. You know, we got to buy a new wardrobe for her at least three times a year. Well, we don't, but she would prefer that. She would like that. I'm like, well, <laughs> put it on your Christmas list, put it on your uh, birthday list. Uh, but, you know, to her, that's, you know, she's 11. It's like, why wouldn't, why shouldn't I get this, you know? And say, so, well, you have these clothes. Well, they're ugly. They're out of style. I don't like that fashion anymore. You know, um, then it becomes the balance of managing that energy within her as well, or helping her to understand that, you know, there are things that are more important in life and you can always you know, learn to design yourself and learn to sew and what she is doing. So hopefully at some point she can sew, sew her own clothes and uh, my wallet will be all the happier for it. But, <laughs> but uh, so we can look at the energy of giving and receiving. And uh, I love the, uh, the uh, approach that Ken Honda has to this whole process. Um, you know, he talks about the, the uh, receiving container within each person. So uh, essentially, I look at it from a perspective that you have energetically, you have a capacity for uh, abundance at a certain level. Some people have the capacity for a lot of it. Others have less. So we if we give something out, then there's an energetic space that is empty that needs to be refilled. So that's when we receive something, whether that being money or whatever, but there's always this flow of energy. Now, if, there, if we have limiting beliefs and energetic blockages, it could be that we're giving, give and give, and there's no, it doesn't get replenished. 
because there's a, a blockage in receiving. So this is where it's, uh, I think it's important for us as individuals to work on these uh, limiting beliefs, core wounds and energetic blockages to allow that flow to take place. And then what we have to, what we can do is then to increase our um, receptacle as it were, uh, or our container to allow for more energy to exist within us. And that's when we can then increase our ability to attract abundance. So from a manifestation point of view, uh, it's very important to understand the the act of giving and the act of receiving, right? So if we look at uh, you know the second book after the Secrets uh, by Rhonda Burns um, was called uh, Magic, I think, uh, and it was all about gratitude, right? It's having that gratitude for being able to give and gratitude for receiving that can then help to loosen up some of those uh, blockages. But then it's also about believing how much abundance you can hold. So if you believe that you can, say, a nominal figure, say you can hold an abundance of uh, a thousand, then if you have and you have good flow and you give away five, you're going to have five coming in. So you give whatever you give away, it automatically has to come back in. So if you give a lot, you're going to receive a lot. It's always going to be a thousand. That's that's kind of the baseline. That, because that's your belief. That's what you believe you can hold. Whether that is believing in your worth or believing in uh, you know what is possible. So if you take someone like Elon Musk or uh, Jeff Bezos, they have pretty big beliefs in terms of uh, what they can hold. Uh, so that, but they they also give out a lot. They spend a lot. They give away a lot, and it just keeps coming back in, right? And that's because they've created that flow. So it doesn't matter how much they give out; it all comes back again from other directions. When you think about it, when you sit down and look at your own situation and say, "Okay, well." How much do I typically have at any given time? And you're going to find that it's, uh, if you haven't worked on it, it's usually kind of pretty much, it, it, you don't take big jumps. So you don't go from zero to a million unless you win the lottery. And if you do that, then oftentimes they lose, lose that money very quickly because they don't believe they can hold that. They don't have the receptacle for it. So now they're overflown. Uh, so actually, I think all lottery winners should probably go and do um, you know, some uh, therapy in terms of uh, accepting that they can hold this amount of money because then they can uh, hold that and then they can spend and they will get some more money in somewhere else if money is your uh, definition of, uh, of abundance, that is. I mean... We can, uh, there are a lot of different definitions of abundance, but creating this idea of looking at your own receptacle or your container, how can you increase it? Well, you increase it by uh, kind of step by step, 
increasing your ability or your belief of how big this container should be. So say you make a thousand pounds a month. Now we're talking abundance in terms of money just to, uh, to make it easy and everybody can relate to it. Um, and you say, well, could I make 1500? Is this something I believe in? And then you start working with that and say, well, okay, yeah, I've an additional 500 a month. I, I, I believe I can make that. And then you start directing your international uh, intentionality towards that. And you work with the manifestation and you bring the energy into you feel, well, how would it feel to make another 500, right? Now, when you make, make that 500 and you have the gratitude for that, right? And then you, then you're at the next level. So now you're looking at, okay, how about 2000, right? And you work up from there. But now if you sit and just hold that money, then you're not going to create that flow. So the, the energy has to flow and it has to, and this is where the, um, where the giving and receiving comes into this, uh, into this process of manifestation. This is where, you know, Kananda has these uh, 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 communities where he creates opportunities for giving, but also to, for receiving, right? Because if you give money out, you're going to have money coming in. If you give energy out, you're going to have energy coming in. So it's, you know, money and these th time and all of these things are energetic. It's energy. So if you give time, you're going to receive it from someone else. It could be the, uh, you know, I volunteer. If you volunteer every Saturday somewhere, and that then takes up time away from you to do something else, then if you set the intention to have, say, you, you're not able to keep your house clean because you're now giving away your time elsewhere, then set your intention to having someone help you with that. Perhaps you get some extra money to pay for someone to come in and help you clean. So the energy will always be replaced if you allow that flow to happen. So giving with the right intention and also receiving with the right intention. So it becomes part of the manifestation process. Yeah, just a quick thing now that you mentioned uh, Ken Honda. I learned from him that it's also it has also to do with the the way the the your mind in terms of when you're spending the money, right? You feel that you're spending, you're losing money mm -hmm. instead of like you're giving it. Even if you're buying something from the house, you're giving it to yourself, mm -hmm. right? So that was quite interesting because yes, I, I, I used to use a lot, you know, oh, I'm wasting money, I'm losing money, right? Yeah, so I like that. Well, exactly. And it's the mindset of giving and receiving. So, you know, uh, Ken Honda he uses the arigato, uh, say arigato a hundred times a day. Um, and it, it's, it's part of that process of gratitude. Uh, if you can program and condition your subconscious to a mindset of gratitude then when you're giving as well as when you're receiving your your default position is going to be gratitude and that gratitude as i was explaining before we're coming back full circle here then triggers those mental health benefits and thus you 
uh, evolve your mental health, the more abundance you experience. Because now you're taking away those blockages, uh, limiting beliefs and so forth, and you can create that flow and you can then increase the belief in yourself and your self-worth. If you don't believe you're worth anything, well, nobody else is going to believe it either. Right? So this is part of, you know, if we look at the whole system of energy and process, it gets very complex. So again, the only thing we can do is to work on ourselves because we can only control our own thoughts, words, and actions. Um, so looking at what can I do in order to become the optimal version of myself in terms of uh, giving and receiving, and then being able to show up with that as a role model in our communities and our families, and now especially during the holiday season, you know, how can I give from my heart and how can I be a gracious, gracious in receiving? And, and um, yeah, in terms of taking steps towards that, we've talked about quite, quite a few of uh, those already, you know, helping out in your community, uh, skill swaps, uh, going out seeing, you know, other neighbors, elderly neighbors that need help in the garden, uh, in their homes. What can you do in your community? So we can all give of something. We might not all have a lot of money. So therefore, you know, go and look at what your skills are. What's your expertise? Um, are you a caring person? Well, then go and hold space for someone, you know, and make those connections. Um, and in terms of uh, looking around yourself and see what you can do, then you will be able to... Uh, experience that like cam was describing before that you know it will get you out into the community it will allow you to connect with others and that will then help you to become uh quote unquote more of an optimal version of yourself and allow that flow to come come through you right and uh, one thing gives another and on it goes right well we've uh taken a bit of a, it wasn't a detour, it was intentional, but uh, I wanted to bring in the understanding that, you know, we, it all hangs together and we can't just work on one thing. We work, when we work on ourselves, it all kind of goes together and it helps to lift us uh, as a person, as a whole holistic part of our person. So thank you everybody for showing up today as always with your, wisdom and your beautiful energies and uh, have a wonderful week until next week and uh, take care now so there you have it move through giving without any expectations on uh, reciprocation have the right motivation and uh, exercise gratitude it is very much like when we talk about karma because what you send out is what you get back so the energy and that you hold in your body and what you uh, emanate from you is what you're going to get back in terms of your experiences and your opportunities. So give with grace and gratitude. And uh, for those that are celebrating, I wish you all a Merry Christmas. And for 
everybody else uh, who will see a new year at the 31st of uh, December. I wish you a happy new year. And for everybody else, I wish you a wonderful holiday and enjoy the energy, the collective energy of giving and charity and to just taking care of ourselves and uh, our loved ones and our communities and showing up being the best versions of ourselves, role models, so that other be a shining light for others to follow. Enjoy and have a great time. And I will see you at the next week's episode. Bye for now.